Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, if you're an investor and you struggle with wasting time and money by choosing the wrong stocks, then you need to get my latest ebook called Wall Street Secret Weapon. It'll set you up to take the shortcut to financial independence. Just go to WallStreetSecretWeapon.com, download the free ebook today, and then take the free masterclass. You have literally nothing to lose and the shortcut to financial independence to gain. So go to WallStreetSecretWeapon.com to download your free ebook and take their masterclass starting right now. Hey there, 10-Minute Traders. I am so excited to have my friend Steve Burns back on the line today. We're going to be talking about the Ultimate Trading Risk Management Guide, Steve's most recent and potentially his last book. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Hey, Chris. Uh, great to having me again. Uh, you know, Steve, I think it's actually been six months. I was just looking at our, our Skype conversation here and it said six months has gone by and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe six months. I need to find an excuse to get Steve back on the show. <laughs> it's amazing how fast time went by and I, had, I think I'd written that risk management book about a year ago and launched it. So it's amazing how time flies. Really? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, I uh, I was just telling Steve that just a few days ago, I was uh, putting my son to bed and I was going through the, the Kindle Unlimited and I saw several of his books in there. And if you guys don't have Kindle Unlimited, you can actually get it. It's like, I think it's like $10 a month and you get access to a huge library of not just trading books, but books of all kinds of topics. And Steve has many, many books in there. So if you want to get in and check out what Steve's um got available just to read for free pretty much go and check that out uh but this book that we're going to cover today the ultimate risk tr ultimate trading risk management guide i need a risk management guide on how to speak correctly <laughs> <laughs> that is not included in amazon unlimited <laughs> right now for at least uh so yeah i'm excited to have steve on and talk about this yeah i'm i'm so glad to be here my favorite uh, subject the math of trading yes and and really, I don't remember where I heard it from, but there's really only two ways to make money trading. Your losses have to be smaller than your wins, or your losses have to be significantly less in number than your wins. Uh, something something like the uh, the Walmart effect, uh, where you're, you're selling everything for a really low price, but you're also not losing much, but you've got a, a huge volume versus like hitting, uh, hitting singles with, with every trade where it's greater than... Um, than your losses so that's at least how i've i kind of conceptualize it yeah it's like a either a high profit margin with a small amount of sales or a low profit margin with uh, a lot of uh, sales yeah it's that almost, makes total sense the risk reward is almost tied together you know if you if you win you know five hundred dollars for every one hundred dollars that you lose then you only need a 17 percent win rate to be profitable 
if you win $300 for every $100 you lose, you only need a 25% win rate to be profitable. And you know, the, the closer your size that your, your losses and your wins are, the higher your win rate has to be. Yes. And you know, just right there, you made me think about um, something that I kind of changed a lot is I actually don't go into my broker platform except if I'm going to execute a trade. I remember there was a time where like the only thing I did was like, you know, eight times a day. Oh, what's going on over here real quick? Let me see how much am I up? How much am I down? But now I've gotten to the point and and I'm sure that you have as well that, you know, I it's not about the money. It's about am I trading correctly? And I don't have to go into my brokerage platform to even see that. And in fact, I think that going in and looking at if you're up or down can actually be detrimental. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, the more screen time you have and the more you mull over your trades and the more uh, emotional and mental and ego exposure you get to your trading, usually the worst it is for most people, even day traders, the ones that I know that have been successful only usually trade the open or the close and, and expose themselves for a few hours a day. You know, especially if you're a swing trader or a trend trader and you're looking at the ticking of the prices all day long, it's just a, a waste of time and energy. It, it really is. And and energy, especially because you can get high on, oh, I'm up today. And then, you know, you come back later and you're like, what the hell happened? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. I just focus in on my signals and my trade time execution. And I focus on that. You know, I'll check in a few times a day. I'll see how it opens, see how we close, see how we're, we're all around lunchtime, you know, check in occasionally. But, uh, you know, that's just not how I've made money is sitting and watching the, the ticks mm -hmm. of, the, of the market all day long. I think uh, it's a code that says it's like having a, a full slot machine on your desk <laughs> prices all day long. You know, um, you turned me on to the TrendSpider platform, and I love the TrendSpider platform now. Uh, I mean, it is – that's – if I'm going to go and, and look at anything, that's where I go to. And for the fact that you can backtest anything right on the screen, that is so cool. Yeah, that, that's incredible how they, they put together, you know, they, I used to have to use charting and backtesting, and now I can go to one place and do both simultaneously. Yeah, you can just click a button. And my favorite thing, and I don't know if, if you've tried this, is like after you've done the, the backtest, you can hit the show on chart. And if yeah. the signal is valid right now, it'll actually put like a blue cloud on where the, uh, the stock price would be going if that signal held true. And man, I love that. That is so handy. Yeah, Jake and uh, Dan at TrendSpotter are amazing. It's incredible what they built for us to have nowadays. That used to be a professional-level type of platform, you know, and, and you have to have some type of backtesting to go with your charting to see how your signals worked in the past and how much risk you're exposed to. You know, people just have opinions of what they think will work. You know, can they quantify it? And if they can quantify it, go see what happened with that, with that signal and pattern over the last uh, 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring up TrendSpotter is uh, because – Whenever I am putting on trades and talking about moving average crossovers or MACD crossovers or, or whatever is, is your signal, uh, you can actually get an alert from TrendSpider like texted to you. So you can be out doing anything in the world and you get a text on your phone and say, oh, my signal to enter or my signal to exit just hit. Let me go execute it real quick. And that has been a huge, huge game changer for me because now I don't even have to look at the charts, right? I just wait yeah. till I get a text and then I can go and do it. Yeah, if you have intraday, if you do intraday signal trading, you know, having a signal and have, you know, being signaled saves you the emotional and mental stress and the exposure of screen time, which could lead to error, especially new traders. The more screen time they have, the more they watch trades, the more the odds go up that they're going to make an error. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, in fact, if, if you guys out in the audience are interested in getting TrendSpider, I have a coupon co code for you. Uh, and you can actually get uh, a bunch of extra bonuses too, totaling, I think it's over $100 at this point. Uh, if you go to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com, just go there. You can see the bonuses. And if you decide to get TrendSpider, you can get it for free for a week. And I think you can even sweet talk them into a few extra days if you really want to. But uh, you can get 15% off by going to trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. So I just had to plug that real quick since we were talking about them. Well, I can completely support that platform. I completely agree with you, Chris. Yeah. All right. So back back to the ultimate trading risk management guy. We got off topic there, Steve. Um, you know, in this book, and really, let me see if I can find it real quick. It was in the first chapter. Uh, maybe it was in the preface. Um, it was by Paul Tudor Jones, an introduction, right? Um, you always want to be in control, never wishing, always trading, and always, first and foremost, protecting your ass. <laughs> That's why most people lose money as individual investors or traders, because they're not focusing on losing money. They need to focus on the money that they have at risk and how much capital is at risk in any single investment they have. If everyone spent 90% of their time on that, not 90% of the, the time on pie-in-the-sky ideas, how much money they're going to make, then they would be incredibly successful investors. And that was from Paul Tudor Jones, and that's the introduction of Steve's book here. I couldn't agree more with that, Steve. And then when I was reading that, my first thought was uh, I had Mark Minervini on the podcast, which was a huge, huge honor to have him on. And that was another one of his uh, his secrets to success, too, is, you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm cutting it. I'm not doing anything with it. There's no point in sitting and holding and wishing and hoping, Steve. It's so funny that so many new traders, how much money can I make? How much money can I make? It's almost like a sports team. Just how many points can I score? How many points can I score? Well, you have to stop the other team also from scoring points. And risk management is how you don't give your money to other traders and other participants in the market. You have to be defensive and not let other people score against you while you're trying to score points yourself. That's what it's amazing. There's so many people who just want think that trading is a simple, consistent thing where you just make money all the time nonstop and you can trade as big as you want to and scale as big as you want to. And if you're really good, you just always make money. And that's the complete opposite. There's different win percentages for every trading system and every trader. And there are losses. Even Renaissance Technologies has occasional losses with Jim Simmons. Steve, listen, I heard on the internet that there's just one simple line pattern that I have to follow. And it is going to guarantee a win every single time. Are you saying that that's not correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone who tells you how easy money is to be made, they should be out making that easy money, not telling you about it if it's that easy. Right. <laughs> you know, in this book, Steve, one of the uh, well, actually, something pretty cool with Kindle. I don't know if you picked up on this. Is that uh, if there's a section where more people have highlighted it or underlined it, it actually kind of like dotted line underlines it for you. So you know, hey, other people think this is important. And one of those uh, sections here is in your first chapter. The biggest mistake you can make in risk management is finding yourself on the wrong side of a trend with a large position size, stubbornly letting it continue to run against you without exiting. If you don't know what to do in a market, the safest thing to do is go to cash. Steve, listen, I've been there. I've done that. That's how I lost all that money in gold is because I saw the trend going down. But like I said, I knew better. I knew that gold was going to turn around. Gold is going down. But when I got in, that was gold signal to turn around. But I don't know what went wrong there, Steve. Yeah, ego. Sometimes the egos can cause big losses. 
<laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> and sometimes not, you know, psychologically uh, harder to take a loss uh, than it is uh, psychologically enjoyable to take a win. So, you know, usually in this area, every trader goes through this where you have a loss, maybe a big loss, and then the the normal human instinct is to, well, I'll wait for it to get back to even, and I'll get out even. I can't lock this in. It's too big. I'm already down too much. And then that's how you get on the wrong side of a trend and just have your head taken off. So like, that's just a normal, absolute, everybody's been there. Yeah, and really, trading itself is not not per se difficult, right? You're just clicking buttons, right? It's not like, like you got to dig a ditch for 63 <laughs> hours. I mean, you're just clicking buttons here. But it's not it's not that part that's the hard part. It's the the game that goes on in your head, right? Do I take this small win? In fact, I, I texted my brother-in-law not too long ago. He's really interested in trading and wants to to learn and be a part of the the uh, the company that we're building over here. And I was like, you know what the hardest part about trading is is letting your profits run and cutting your losers short. I was like, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's hard. But if you're the person and you have to make that decision on a day-to-day -day basis, it's way harder than anybody who doesn't actually trade knows about, right? Getting that little profit, like, oh, I'm going to take those profits while I can. And then like you were saying, <laughs> you know, the, the instinct is let your losers run. And eventually, hopefully, they'll come back. It's what you're hoping for. And the other side of that is the how good it feels to take a win. People love to take small wins. It feels good to take a, lock a win in. It feels uncomfortable to have money on the table. And letting it run, you know, to your favor. It's odd that psychologically both of the things are difficult. Yeah, it, it it seems counterintuitive. It seems like you'd want to get rid of something as fast as possible that's not working, and then hold on to something that is working. But that's just not the case. I I, I don't. I am not smart enough to know what's going on inside the human brain. But I do know that that affects me and and you and everyone else out there. And it's so interesting. And <coughs> hope an edited cough. <laughs> there will be no editing on this so, one steve <laughs> so, so, um yeah that's the biggest thing once you've trained yourself to let winners run and, and cut losses short you get yourself but that's your habit you, you instantly don't like losing money and you want to get out as soon as possible but you like making money and you want to stay in as something goes in your favor you know it's once you can train yourself to that that's a huge huge part of the battle oh yeah without a doubt and you know I'm going to skip all the way to chapter 13. One thing that Steve says here, and he said it on his social media to to the point where it's like it should be ingrained on anybody who follows Steve. And this right here was one of the key things that made me question my trading years ago whenever I first saw him posting it is um, every trade should end in either a big win, a small win, a small loss or break even. And the first time I read that, I was like, yeah, whatever, Steve, and kept scrolling. But then I got to think more about it, and I was like, you know what? He's got a really, really good point, right? Those are your four outcomes. If you can just mentally get to, like, these are the only options for the exit, a big win, a small win, a small loss, or break even, I think that's half the battle right there. Don't even let the concept of a big loss enter your realm. Yeah, you can have a lot of little losses, but you, one big loss can cost you a lot of money, and that also skews your risk-reward ratio against you. If you can create a good risk-reward ratio, you will make money if your winning percent is conducive of that risk-reward ratio winning, and you can't control exactly how that'll be. You can control your stop-loss or how small the losses will be, but you can't control how big your winners will be unless you lock in small profits. 
But big losses cause big drawdowns and skew your risk board ratio, and that's the main causes of of uh, not being profitable is big losses. You get rid of big losses, you increase your odds of profitability dramatically. Yeah, and really that that's it. You remove just the one side of the balance sheet, right? You're you're skewing everything to the positive side, and like if it were a bell curve. You just have a little tiny bit on uh, on the left hand losing side, and you've got a little tiny bit on uh, on the uh, the closing on on uh, next to zero, and then you just let as many as you can uh, go out to the far right hand side. Um, there actually, gosh, there was something I was gonna. Uh, oh oh oh, um, I was thinking about this not long ago because uh, there was a day where I did not trade my plan, Steve, and I kind of felt bad about it. And I went to bed and I was tossing and turning that night. And I was like, I'm not upset about the money. I'm upset about the fact that I had a plan. I didn't execute the plan. That's what more upset me than the money. And if I had followed my plan, I wouldn't have even had to worry about the money because there would have been a big win, a big loss, or, or a small win, small loss, yeah. or break even. Yeah, that's the other thing that the psychology bleeds into the risk management where you will actually – your lack of lack of discipline can cause big losses if you don't trade your trade your right position size you go too big because you get greedy then you can have a big loss or if you you know have even have a, the right position size but your stop losses hit you don't go out and you let it keep going against you cause a big loss but the psychology can bleed in uh, with a lack of discipline and hurt your risk management and cause you to be unprofitable because you do have a system with an edge but you don't have you don't have the discipline to follow that system with edge like you said it's another uh, form of uh, education to develop the discipline to stick with. You can trade any way you want to. When the market is closed, you decide how you want to trade. You decide what gives you an edge, how you'll create a winning system. And then when the market opens, you have to actually trade what you've decided. <laughs> Funny how there's, there can be the trader trading and then the analyst with the, the trading planner feel like the two different people. Yeah. You know what I've been doing more, and it may be something similar to what you do, is uh, at the end of the day, after the market's closed, I look at what positions I have on. I also look at uh, what positions I'm interested in putting on. And then I make my plan right there, right? So I'm in central time. So at like 3.30, I'm looking, I'm making my notes, and then that's my notes for the next day. And and that makes me feel very secure, very content, because I know what my plan is going into and going out of the trades that I have put on. I'm not I'm not guessing ahead of time. I'm actually writing it down physically, pen to paper. Is that something you do? I used to for years and years and years. A lot of the systems that I follow and signals and stop loss trail stops are so ingrained in me now because I've just been I've worked on my strategies for uh, decades and uh, I'm at a place now where it's mechanical. It's not even like, you know, it, I mean, losses can still sting. If you're losing money, I'm trying to make money, not to lose money. And you can't get rid of your emotions. You still feel the emotions. But they're filtered through your the discipline of your system, and you understand the dynamics. You know, every time Tom Brady doesn't have a completion, he does devastated. He doesn't like <laughs> it, but he goes on to his playbook and does the next play. He knows he's a he knows he's a Super Bowl quarterback, and he goes on to the next play. And that's a big part of even sports psychology is executing without being overwhelmed by emotions. It causes you to make errors when you go on tilt and you start you know trying to make money back and trying to trade too big, uh, going on till like in poker when you have losing hands and breaking your your strategy is what costs you in every sport and every uh, even a professional gamblers. You know, you mm -hmm. have to stay level-headed and just execute what you know is right. You know, 
that made me think of uh, Dr. Steenbarger. Um, I, I, I am so, so fortunate and feel so blessed that I can actually speak to uh, people like you and, and him, you know, real celebrities out in the, uh, the financial world. Uh, one thing that he mentioned was, you know, if you're going to come to the table and try and make money as a trader, good is not good enough, right? LeBron James didn't become LeBron James <laughs> by being good. He became LeBron James by being incredible, by being excellent, by always consistently practicing, improving, uh, becoming the top athlete he could. And he said, you know, traders need that mindset, too. I'm not going to take a mediocre trade. I'm going to take the best trade I possibly can because it fits my my risk return uh, profile here. And you have to be flexible in the oh, I, I heard this in. uh what, what book was it? Um, Trading Trading for a Living by Dr. Alexander Elder. He says something like, you know, be be uh, be strict on your plan or strict in your signals, but flexible in the outcome. So you got to be strict in getting your fundamentals down. You got to be strict in knowing what you're going to do, but you got to be flexible on what's going to happen because you can hope for the best, you can plan for the best, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, you even have an expectancy of what your uh, of your what's going to happen. You know, like a, a great baseball batter. You know, if he, he's batting point three three three, you know, it's outstanding. But he's still going to strike out two out of three times. You know, he knows he goes up there and he gets uh, he has three losses in a row. And he realizes, you know, he's he could very well have another hit, but he's not. He he's got his right stance. He's batting. He's swinging at what the strike zone of the balls are. And he's a professional baseball player. He's not, uh, you know, tr- he's not devastated. And uh, he's a professional and he's, he's executing his process. But like you said, though, he has to have a process and be a professional. He can't be up there, uh, you know, mediocre because he'll be sent back down the minor leagues. He has to know mm-hmm. in the past he's able to hit one out of three balls and he's going to, you know, have his million dollar contract in place. So I think that's a good point. Like saying you can just be good and make money trading. You have to be a professional. You have to approach it as a professional endeavor with a business plan, a trading plan, an edge, a strategy, backtesting, uh, you know, reasoning why you why your system or strategy will work over the long term and make you money and what you expect to make on average and um, by month and by year. Like you said, you have to quantify all that. Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of quantifying, I was looking at the charts of the SPY. Right. We are, you know, everybody, everybody's coming into the market and they're like, oh, I got to do something today. Oh, I got to move, move, move. And in your book, you talk about how cash is a position. And I bring this up because like, like, let's say somebody wants to start trading today and you see the S&P at 308 and like hasn't had a down day really in, I don't know, two months from like mid-October. You know, what, what would somebody do at this point? Right. Because, because. Everything feels so, to me, so overbought. We've got the RSI like hovering at 70, which I know is a big indicator for you. Um, you know, what What would somebody do coming into this situation, right? Where, where are they looking to go? Are, would, would you say, you know, sit on your hands, now's a good time for cash? Or would you say something like, well, maybe you could look at uh, gold or bonds, you know, some, some sort of defensive play if, if the market does go down? To me, right, it's like, ooh, I would rather just sit back and, and let things happen, put, put my hands in my pocket and not, not really participate because I don't feel super comfortable at these levels. What about you, Steve? 
Yeah, well, I tell you what I actually did on this, uh, you know, in my uh, on my private group, you know, what we what we did. Uh, the spy, I bought the spy uh, when the ten crossed over the fifty day EMA, uh, and then I held it until the first time it hit the seventy RSI, which was about five days ago. So I bought the crossover of the 1050 EMA crossover because it backtests well. If you use that signal in backtesting, it doesn't make a lot of money long term. And uh, 70 RSI tends to be where you find short term tops uh, eight or nine or ten times. 70 RSI will mark even a short term top and an uptrend. So that is what my trade was buying the 1050 EMA crossover and selling at the first uh, time it hit the 70 RSI and rejected five days ago. So I didn't catch the last couple of days higher. But I didn't also put my capital at risk of those days that did reverse at these high levels. And uh, I also had a trade in a, with the SSO and the uh, same signal off of that chart, the double leverage spy for more alpha. I bought that chart's 1050 crossover the next day and had that trade up to uh, it hit the 70 RSI. So uh, those were my actual trades based on crossover, mechanical crossover entry signals and exits when I thought the risk reward ratio had skewed against my trade. Perfect. So what Steve is getting at there is, you know, it can, you, you've got to find the right uh, risk reward balance, right? Because right now, like Steve was saying, it, the balance is more risk than it is reward. Uh, and, and that kind of jives with what I, what I was thinking as well. So interesting to hear, hear that from you, because I know a lot of people, they're like, hey, I'm buying breakouts. I know uh, that's Mark Minervini's strategies is buying breakouts and watching it go to three, four, five, ten times returns. But, uh, you know, he's he's a, he's a super performer for, for, for a reason. And I definitely, if I had to put money on it, I don't think he's looking to buy it at this particular top either. Yeah, I think a lot of – Minervini is a classic uh, stock tr- stock trading off of breakouts going back to, you know, the Cam Slim method and William J. O'Neill, even Nicholas Darvis and Jesse Livermore. A lot of the classic breakouts, you know, they were based on basis, price basis of patterns, you know, and the initial break out of a long-term resistance versus chasing after it's already been running up for a month. You know, completely different risk reward dynamics. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Chasing price is a, a dangerous game to be chasing after. It's so funny that most you know traders will see the they'll see a breakout they don't want to buy it because they feel like well this is too hard it's the first first or second time it breaks out of a, a high of a range it looks like it's too high but then when it starts trending uh, going higher then by the time they feel okay I think it's going to trend then it's too late because it's already uh, over <laughs> overbought and it's already ran for too long and then they tend to buy too late and and not trust the initial breakout so yeah that's funny the psychology of that as well yeah. It's, so, you know, Steve, what one of these chapters that I saw I thought was very, very important. important. And I think that, that the audience out there really should, if they haven't already thought about this, take a step back. And chapter 11 of your book here says, never risk your lifestyle. Now, for me, I have multiple accounts. I, I don't even know how many accounts I have, too many to count. But I'm only trading, like actively trading, putting things on, taking things off in one account. That's my trading account. Other stuff is, you know, long-term investment. To, and and I'm not looking at it. I'm not touching it. I'm not opening it. I'm feeding it every two weeks on a payroll schedule. And that's it. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. And I think that this is where a lot of people really, really, really screw up is 
they're like, oh, my IRA's got $50,000 in it or whatever. Let me go and uh, start trading with that. And before you know it, your IRA is not uh, not as strong and healthy as it used to be. Again, it's all about goals. You know, what someone's goals are. You know, if you there are systems, you know, I, I, I think we talked about before we went on this call about, you know, there's different ways to make money. You know, Warren Buffett makes money by fundamental signals and buying companies that he thinks are so good he could hold the rest of his life. You know, while Paul Tudor Jones is a trader who trades, you know, futures contracts and trades the moves and trends and uh and he uses futures and options and, you know, Paul Tudor Jones, they're both billionaires, you know, then there's, there's so many ways to try to make money in the stock market. And as long as you have a repeatable valid system, whether you are a, a value investor or whether you're a trend follower or whether you're a swing trader, if you have an edge, you know, you will make money. You know, there's nothing wrong with Warren Buffett, you know, says Warren Buffett himself says one of the best strategies for most people is buy the SP 500, you know, for a, for a 30 year trade, you know, 30 years from now, the odds are the, the index will change the stocks and uh, they'll be higher because there'll be all the leaders. SP 500 is a system itself. And, you know, it's, it's, it does, it, it has risk management itself because it takes its out losers and puts in winners. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is a valid strategy to buy the SP 500 and hold it for 30 years. You know, it just depends on your own psychology and makeup. You know, while, you know, I feel comfortable trading the trends with my IRA, you know, I felt more comfortable in 2008 being up 4% in my uh, retirement account than being down 50%. That's just my yeah. personal preference. At one point, you know, you'd lost all the money you'd made since 1997 at, one, at the lows in uh, 2009. But you have to understand that you could have a, you know, 20, 30, 50% drawdown. But 20, 30 years from now, it's probably going to be triple. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, you, you mentioned something there. Um Having the the risk management in place is just so key, and and I don't I don't know any trader, I really don't know any trader who hasn't blown up their account at least more than once, <laughs> learning how important risk management is. Because uh, I definitely know I've been there, and I've shared that several times before. Uh, but Steve, what what would you consider the most important takeaway from the ultimate trading risk management guide to leave for, for the audience out there, right? If the, if if Steve had to just give them one, one bit of wisdom, what would that be? Yeah. Start with your risk in mind. You know, that's the very first thing. How much can I lose is your first question, whether you're buying Bitcoin, whether you're, you know, going all in on long-term investments in an index in your uh, IRA or 401k, you know, the first question is understanding the risk in everything you're doing. If uh, long-term capital management would have done that, they probably would not have blown up, even with uh, Nobel laureates and uh, some of the best uh, mathematicians in the world. Or uh, Victor Niederhofer, who should have been a market wizard, ended up blowing up. I mean, blow-ups can happen to any hedge fund who does not respect risk. And it can definitely happen to any individual trader, you know, not understanding the risk of ruin. Oh, without a doubt. Well, Steve, I am so excited that I had you on today. And, and you know, we were talking beforehand. Uh, we didn't get a chance to, to mention it. But, um, you know, if you guys are looking for a great daily show uh, to put on in the background, this is something that me and Steve uh, both do. In fact, um, we, we were talking how we, we don't really care to, to turn on CNBC because we don't really care what their opinions are. We're just trading the markets. Right. We, we are real traders trying to make real money. And. You know, sometimes it's just nice to to have a community. Greg Gossett has an incredible YouTube channel out there. Uh, if you go check him out, just go into YouTube and type in uh, Gossett Trading and Mentoring Live. 
he's on every single day, which I can't even keep up with. He's on every day between 2 and 3 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, he goes through his portfolio. He talks about mindset. He talks about uh, what he's looking at taking on, putting or taking off and putting on and and uh, really just a great place to go um, to get live coverage on a daily basis that to me is so much more valuable than anything you can find out there on the Internet otherwise. Yeah, I'm the same way, Chris. I've used uh, Greg Gossett's as my as my uh, background when I'm executing my trades every day, the last hour of the day. It's really nice to have someone going through chart by chart and talking about signals and psychology and, and his trades and his thoughts versus uh, just talking heads, giving out opinions. Absolutely. And Greg is such a really nice guy. I've had Greg on the podcast once before, and uh, I'd love to have him back on again in the future. Uh, but he's... Uh, He's he's quite the guy. He uh, he's he was an entrepreneur that was extremely successful and now is a, a full time trader. So if you guys are looking to uh, to put put some noise on in the background, I guess is the way that I look at it. But it it actually is good noise and, and something that you are interested in learning from on a daily basis. Definitely highly, highly would check out uh, Greg's channel um, every day from two to three p.m. Central Time. Um, and in fact, you may even see Steve and I there. I know Steve goes there uh, on a frequent basis, and so do I. So, so look for us there in the chat too. Well, Steve, this has been great. I uh, I hope everybody got a, a a really good sense of of the ultimate trading risk management guide. And of course, like always, I'll put a link in the description down below so you can pick up your own copy. And while you're there, pick up all of Steve's books. I mean, this guy he's written like 20 books already. He seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have the uh, benefit of financial independence, so I, I was fortunate to have the uh, uh, be able to trade in these markets for the last 20-plus uh, years. You know, that I, I think that that's so cool to hear somebody say, they're fortunate enough to be able to trade in these markets, because a lot of people can't, right? Who knows how many people are out there, like, legitimately don't have access to an account, don't have access to to funds to trade, and, and it is a real privilege that, that we are able to do this. And you know what, people? Keep that privilege in mind. Don't go risking it all. Uh, <laughs> unlimited leveraging your Robinhood accounts. Okay, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's a good segue. Is the Robinhood glitch margin? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did an episode there. on that a couple days ago. I think I may have had my math wrong when I was doing it, but that's okay. <laughs> I think I still got the point across that you know what? Don't do this. This is a highly dangerous financial situation that you don't want to find yourself in. <laughs> Great. So, Steve. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, thank you so much for coming on. And, and you guys make sure to go check out Steve's website, NewTraderU.com. That way you can get started uh, yourself learning from Steve. He's got lots of books, lots of courses, lots of everything you need to get up off the ground. And Steve, thank you so much for coming on again for today's podcast. Thank you, Chris. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. If you don't mind, please leave a, a like, a rating, a review, um, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week and great conversations with people like Steve to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, did you realize that you could get the secret weapon that every investor needs right now to start changing your financial future for free? Yeah, that's right. Just head on over to triplestockprofits.com and download your free Triple Stock Profit System ebook today. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. 
trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, who is content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timinutestocktrader.com slash legal. Thanks for stopping by.